Hello everyone, welcome back to the Handbook Podcast, A Young Black Divorcee's Guide. I am your host, Hillary. Did I say happy Thursday? If not, happy Thursday. Um, This is just a brief insert. So the next episode that you are about to listen to is called Mommy and Daddy Still Love You. When you hear it, it's going to say episode number five. Just ignore that. What had happened was... <coughs> I kind of switched up some things. Uh, the previous episode, the transition was a impromptu episode. Like it was not on my planned schedule, but I was having some feelings at the time and I felt like it was something I needed to share because I wanted you all to know that if you are feeling the, uh, that way, you aren't the only one going through things. So when you hear me do the intro to this episode that was pre-recorded, that says episode number five. Just ignore it. Okay. It's going to be episode number six. So I hope that you enjoy and stay tuned. Remember to always allow love to enter. And yeah, that's it. Hope you enjoy this episode. Thursday once again and thank you for tuning in to the handbook a young black divorcees guide and this is going to be episode number five and it is titled mommy and daddy still love you so in this episode we're just going to be talking about um how the separation kind of affected our children um kind of how their attitudes change and just to give you some guidance and guidelines and kind of what to expect and how how we handled that um so when we separated we still at the beginning of our separation still lived in the same house um it just I stayed in the master bedroom and he stayed in the guest room and immediately our kids could realize it Kaya which is our youngest daughter more than Rylan. Rylan has autism, just to put it out there. So he was kind of just like nonchalant, like going about his daily activities. However, Kaya, who is definitely a daddy's girl to the core, she realized it off the bat. She didn't verbalize it, but she would say some things that kind of like trigger us uh, to kind of be like, okay, we, we need to talk to her because we, I can, we know that something that she can tell. So probably a few months into the separation, I pulled her aside in the room and she was probably about four or five at this time, um, maybe just turning five. And I just pulled her aside and I was just like, hey, Kaya, you know, mommy wants to talk to you. She, was, she comes in the room and she sits on the bed. And I'm just like, hey, you know, mommy loves you. And she was like, love you, too. Um, and I was just like, mommy and daddy aren't going to be together anymore. Do you understand that? And she was kind of just kind of looking. She was like, okay. And I was like, it's going to be different. You go, you're going to be going to a different house, you know, starting soon, okay? And she was just like, okay. And I was like, but we still love you. We still love you, okay? And she was just like, okay. So, honestly, I don't know if she actually comprehended what was going on until we started getting letters from school. And we would get letters that she would begin to kind of just like shut down and go into her own shell and kind of cry. 
um, wouldn't want to transition um, when taking her to speech therapy. She would kind of just be like offish with the therapist. Um, sometimes extremely, extremely clingy to where she didn't want to go. And other times she would act up. And, you know, the therapist would talk to us. And then finally, I just told the therapist, hey, you know, me and her dad are divorced. And do you think that some of her behavior is being reflected because of this divorce? And she was just like, thank you for giving me that piece of information. Now I understand. So like I said, with Kaya, we could see it like immediately. Um, there would be times where I remember this one time very vividly. Um, I was laying in the bed and then she came into the room and how my current bedroom is set up is I have an ottoman right at the foot of my bed. And she sits on the ottoman and she's like, mommy. And I was like, yes, Kaya. And she was like, daddy is really sad. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was just like, daddy's sad, mommy. His heart is broken. And honestly, that broke my heart because I felt like the decision that we had made was beginning to affect her. Um, that was like the, the triggering moment. And she would still like go roam and find pictures of us together. And she'll be like, daddy, mommy looks like a princess. Like when it, when it, when's the next picture? And he would kind of have to explain like, you know, Kaya, we're not taking another picture. And the same conversations that I would have with her, you know, about you, um, that mommy still loves you and things are going to be changing. He would have those exact same conversations. So, so we did, we made sure or made an attempt to make sure it wasn't one-sided. So um, he would talk to her also. Um, I remember we had a conversation about him telling her that um, that he still loves her. He's still going to see her every day. That things might be changing, but it's going to be okay. And I was like, well, did she understand? And he was like, yeah, I think she, she understands, you know, bits and pieces of it. So um, that is, it's, like I said, it's crazy how... Like I said, kids know, even when you don't say anything, kids know um, what's going on. So my advice is no matter how young your child is, make sure that you keep open communication going on, you know, make sure that from not from the very beginning, but once you're 100 percent sure about your decision, keep your kids like in the loop. Um, I've stated it before that I don't understand like people that wait until the kids are 18 or try to do everything um like quietly um I was a psychology major for a while I actually had only like six classes left before I graduated we'll get into that story in a few like way way later on so and in my child development class in my adolescent development class we kind of talked about divorces and how they affect children right and one of the things that I learned was not telling the child or waiting longer to tell a child can actually be more detrimental to that child. Um, They'll begin to act out more. And we already know you got the tweens and the preteens and the teenage years. Um, So the longer that you wait, it actually causes more harm than good, right? So that was one of the things that from the very beginning, um, once I was sure in that piece of my decision that was one of the things that I that I wanted to uh that I wanted to make sure that was done that we made an effort to always keep our kids in the loop and to make sure that we are re re and to make sure that we reassured them that everything was going to be okay that we will maintain as close to a normal relationship as possible so it didn't affect them and honestly 
I think we've done so far a very good job at that. When it comes to making decisions with the kids, we talk about it. We come up with a game plan. It's just all right. This is what we're gonna. This is what we're gonna do. Um, even like small minute things when it comes to like getting her hair done. Like I'll make the appointment and then he'll go take her. Um, for events, it's just like you know, hey, you know, I got this event. You, we're, we'll go together. You know, just so she can see her parents. You know, interact because I don't think that. And I understand that different um, different couples go through different things and why they decide to do, you know, whatever. Um, but for me, I was raised to where my parents had conflict. They weren't married. They were um, they they just dated and then they had me. And I know how it felt to be like the kind of kid stuck in the middle when two adults can't get along. And that was no way that I wanted to raise my children. I wanted her to see that even though her mom and dad may not be together, we always will have a mutual respect and mutual love for one another. And that we won't let we won't let our differences affect them. Um, now, that takes a lot of maturity and understanding, um, but it's possible. But both parties have to be willing to, to work on that. This is actually like a pretty short episode. Um, if you would like more information on like the how to's and stuff like that leave me a voice message I'll check it and I'll pop in a future episode you know uh answering your questions on how we did it and maybe I can get him in and you can kind of get like his perspective of it I'm not promising that y'all that is not a promise I said maybe all right um well that's it for this episode um and as usual we're gonna pose a question right So why do you think couples opt not to tell their children about an impending divorce, right? Why do you think that happens a lot? Because it happens more than what people uh, actually probably admit. Or people tend to wait longer than we waited. I didn't. It was just like, all right, we sure? Let's go ahead and get it out there. We need to be open. Um, So that is it for this episode. And this is episode number five. We are moving right along, you guys. Like, (sighs) we're moving fast. Well, Remember, always allow love to enter into your life. And until next time, peace.